Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Ready. Get up. Hey. Let's get it on. The Wendy's Big Show. Oh, on, Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh, live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Gary Ellis and Leroy Butler both off today. Have a Packer event going on that they are both attending. They will both be back tomorrow. AR Adam Roberts, other side of the glass, executive producer. Tim Allen, Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show from 1250 AM, the fan in Milwaukee after every Brewer game for the last 17 years. He joins us in one half hour. Looking forward to talking to him about this Brewers team. And that's what we're going to do before we get Tim Allen on. I kind of want to do a, a check of Brewer fandom here for the next uh, 25 or so minutes. If you would. Uh, do me the pleasure of answering this question. It's a simple question. doesn't take a lot of brain power. Uh, kind of just talking about uh, where you're at right now with the Brewers. Where is your optimism level for the second half of the Brewers season? Where's your optimism level at for the second half of the Brewers season? It felt like going into the All-Star break, the last two or three weeks before, everybody uh, was a little bit on edge uh, and getting angry uh, with this Brewers team. Uh, disappointed with this Brewers team that they expected more from this Brewers team than what they got in the first half. Mind you, they are still uh, sitting there uh, with the Cardinals uh, neck and neck battling for the division as they sit in first. So they're they're right there um, battling with the Cardinals like we thought was going to be the case at the beginning of the year. I don't think this is playing out all that much differently. I think the thing that has changed is injuries 
have really messed things up for this Milwaukee Brewers baseball team as far as, you know, the guys missing a lot of time, whether they be hitters or whether they be pitchers, uh, has kind of really messed up maybe how good this Brewers team can be. And right now, sitting at 50 and 43, the Cardinals uh, at 50 and 44, a half game back. Uh, the other division leaders uh, in the NL, the Dodgers have 60 wins, the Mets have 58. Uh, then you have uh, the Braves would be a wild card at 56, uh, the Padres at 52, and then obviously the Cardinals at 50, but the Phillies are at 49 right there knocking on the door uh, trying to steal up one of those. So this may come down to, depending on how this whole thing plays out, this may come down to win the division or you miss the playoffs. I, I don't know uh, if people are looking at it that way, but that's kind of where we're at right now. It, it, it's looking like, Either you win or maybe you miss and because the Giants, they've got 48 wins. Uh, and like I said, the Phillies have 49. The Cardinals have 50. You have 50. So it may come down to that. And now we're talking about, oh, they're definitely in the playoffs. They're definitely in the playoffs. Okay, fine. They're definitely in the playoffs if they win the division. Agreed. But now if you look at how you know close everybody is together for those wild card spots right now, I don't necessarily know if it's a lock that the Brewers or Cardinals would get a wild card spot if they don't win the division. And I don't think it's been talked about a lot because this expectation, going back to our first topic, has been, yes, you will win the Central because the division is so bad. Well, it's a double-edged sword, Sparky, because the division's so bad that if you don't get to the top of that mountain, then you're suddenly going to be in a position looking up like, wow, we went from first to out of it real quick. And remember, I mean, this team has been in the postseason the last four years, right? So you're you're looking to make it to number five. And that is, I think, something that you want to see continue. If you're the Brewers, if you're the Brewers fans, get in the postseason. And then, like they always say, anything can happen, right? Us Brewers fans, I don't think a lot of us thought they would lose to the Braves last year. They did. But that, that is something um, to kind of, you know, think about here going forward. Sonny Corleone tweets at Big Show Network, says, Expectations are extremely high. Pitchers will begin to return from injury, will undoubtedly add legit offense at the deadline, and will be legit World Series contenders, and will win the division with ease. You had me till says, the last sentence. Sonny Corleone. That last sentence makes me shake my head. Yes, pitchers will return. There will be offense added in some capacity. And if you make the playoffs, yes, you are by definition a World Series contender. Winning the division with ease, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think St. Louis is going to be right there the entire rest of the second half. I don't think they're going away. Mark uh, O. Mark O. responds at Big Show Network, says, My optimism, optimism level is a 10 They'll bounce back starting on Friday. Obviously, uh, that would be tomorrow. Uh, the Rockies next up for this Milwaukee Brewers team. And for me, I cannot tell you, honestly, keeping it 100, as Leroy would say, that I believe they're going to be World Series contenders after the trade deadline. I- I'm just not there. because I don't see the bats that you would have to get in order to make this work. So, I mean, if we're doing, I, I wasn't playing on an optimism level on a number scale per se, but if Mark O is saying his optimism level is a 10, my optimism level would probably be like a six or a seven if we were going to go one through 10 at this point as far as what 
uh, I'm kind of looking at or expecting from this Brewers team in the second half. Yes, Freddie Peralta coming back would be huge. The problem is we have no idea when. We have no idea. So, you know, if he comes back in the middle of August, that would be huge. You get Freddie Peralta for a month and a half, shake off the rust, get back into a groove before the playoffs start. uh, You feel good about that situation. If Freddie Peralta comes back the last week of September, I give way more nervous about that situation than I would uh, in the um, in August, let's say. Marco just tweets back at Big Show Network. He's listening. He said, Sparky, in the second half, they have a lot more home games. That is a great point. Brilliant. But if you listen to Wendy's Big Show, the one area that Leroy Butler has been harping on when he's here, and this has been going on for a couple of weeks, is their home record is not as good as what Leroy wants it to be. 21-19. Right. I mean, a couple games over 500, you want your home record to be better than that. So, for instance, the Mets are 13 over 500. The Braves are 11 over 500. Uh, the Phillies are only 3 over 500 with their 49 wins. The Cardinals are 9 over 500 uh, at home uh, right now. 17 over 500 for the Dodgers. Only 4 over 500 for both the Giants and Padres. We said at 48 and 52 wins, res- uh, respectfully. And the opposite part of this is, okay, well, maybe they're not good at home, but what on the road? Right. On the road, the Brewers have the second most wins uh, in the National League. Well, technically third most wins, I guess. Dodgers and Mets both have 30 wins. The Brewers are sitting at 29. They'd have 31 or so if they would have just taken care of business that last series before the All-Star break. Uh, and they couldn't even get a single win in that last series before the All-Star break in San Francisco. But having said that, um, you know, 29 and 24 uh, away from American Family Field, five games over 500. So they've more than done their job away from uh, American Family Field. But at American Family Field, it, it's just not been uh, as as good as what you would like. And, and Leroy always talks about it. You know, in the NFL, it's, you know, win all your games at home, play 500 on the road, and that will be good enough to get you to the postseason and get you to where you want to be. And this Brewers team, you know, has not been dominated by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, where is your optimism level at for the second half of this Brewers season? Dial it up. The Van Horn Direct Toll Free Talk Line, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. Tweet us at Big Show Network. Live from the Lakeland University Studios, Steve Sparky, Fiber, AR, Adam Roberts. Wendy's Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is here still, and it's the event of the summer. Featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad greens, grilled chicken, oven-baked crispy applewood smoked bacon, candied almonds, Italian cheese blend, and... To top it all off, fresh summer strawberries, all beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette, only at Wendy's. Don't miss the fan favorite, the summer strawberry chicken salad. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Uh, asking you, where's your optimism level at for the second half of this Brewers season? We got Tim Allen coming up in the next segment, host of the Gene Widener Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show for the last 17 years after Brewers games on 1250 AM. The fan, so. We'll ask him the same question now again. I mean, remember who we're dealing with here. Tim is the most optimistic person in the world. Anytime we talk about Brewers, when the season starts, uh, he always says, and hey, the beginning of another championship season. He says it forever. Now, he took it from Euchre, uh, who also says it. Tim liked it, so he's been doing it uh, for quite a while as well. 
And obviously, uh, he has never yet been able to do a championship uh, post-game show after the Brewers winning a World Series or even after the Brewers winning the NL at this point. So maybe this year will be different. But where is your optimism level at for the second half of the Brewers season? Nate the Great uh, tweets at Big Show Network and at Sparky Radio. I'm a seven on the fan scale. I expect a way better second half. All I've been hearing is who will do better, who they will be getting back, and have more home games. So that's uh, so. With that said, I'm waiting to see. I should. I think they should trade Wong and bring up Terang. Uh, they're the same person. Nate the Great tweeting at Sparky Radio and Big Show Network. Remember when I suggested trading Colton Wong? Remember that? How many, exactly. weeks, how many weeks ago was that? And I got obliterated. And it wasn't even that wasn't even the question of whether or not the Brewers should trade Colton Wong. I don't remember what the question was, but everybody got mad because I was suggesting that maybe that would be an option to trade Colton Wong to get another hitter at a different position because you could move Urias over to second base. You could acquire a third baseman uh, and add a bat to your lineup uh, and move on from Colton Wong. And I'm here to tell you, and I, I'm going to be on this bandwagon too. I think they're thinking about trading Narvaez, y'all. I think this is a. I think it's a distinct possibility that Narvaez gets moved at some point here. Uh, and let me explain to you why I think this is a possibility. So, you have three catchers on the active roster. Okay, Caratini has performed much better than I think anybody expected when they got him. Severino, after he served his suspension, has come back and has been okay. But if you bring him back on the roster, then either you're trying to figure out how you can trade him or you do want to hold on to him going forward. Well, Severino, because of the suspension, is not eligible to play in the postseason for the Brewers this season. Which means if you move Narvaez and Caratini becomes a starting catcher, who, by the way, has been working pretty well with the the starting pitching staff, if Caratini becomes the starting catcher and Severino becomes essentially the backup catcher, then it begs the question of, okay, well then what happens in the postseason, Sparky? I'll have no fear. I got you. There is a reason more than what they're telling you, I believe, of why you bring up a catcher in Feliciano before the All-Star break. And your reasoning is, you're not playing him. He's not going to be on the active roster. You're bringing him up to go over some defensive things, right? Maybe it's framing pitches, whatever the case may be. You're going over that with him at the major league level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why couldn't a coach do that at Nashville? Why, why do you have to fly him to Milwaukee to talk to your guys? Their coaches don't know what he has to work on. They couldn't tell him. Come on, man. I mean, with all due respect, I, I'm just, I don't buy any of this stuff. I think, and again, I don't have any inside information. I'm just telling you from somebody that's observed how teams operate and and work over the course of time, what would make sense to me. I think there's a good chance that when they brought him up, they said, dude, look, we're going to bring you up in September and you're going to have to be ready for the postseason if we move Omar Narvaez at the trade deadline for a bat at a different position. If we do this, you got to be ready to go in the playoffs because Severino can't play. So you'll come up in September when we expand rosters. You'll have an opportunity to catch in September, get used to the starting pitching staff, and then you're going to be our guy in the postseason behind Caratini. 
And obviously, when you get to the postseason, you have days off and so forth. So realistically, Caratini could catch every game of the playoffs, and it would not be an issue. Not at all. I think he's more than capable of doing it. And then Feliciano is essentially there to be a pinch hitter or be there in case of injury uh, in case something were to happen to Caratini. Could you get something for Narvaez? Yes. Look around baseball at the catcher position and numbers guys are putting up. You could definitely get something for Omar Narvaez on the trade market if you decided to go that way. Colton Wong, man, I, I don't I don't know what his trade market is one way or the other, what kind of bat you would get bat back, who's actually looking for a second baseman. Because that's the one thing with Wong is he doesn't provide you a tremendous amount of flexibility as far as to a team that needs two positions or needs a different position outside of second. He's kind of roped into being a second baseman. That's kind of where he plays. It's not Urias where you can move him uh, around the infield and he can play wherever you want to put him. So maybe his trade value isn't as high. But Narvaez, I think, would make a lot of sense. What say you, AR? Well, I have been of the belief that having three catchers on your roster is a little ridiculous. Um, I would like to see them do whatever they can to hold on to Caratini. I have been a big fan of his since the start of the season. I know he has to go through the cycle of when you have now three guys and a guy like Severino. I understand that. I do like, though, when he pitches. And, I, again, it's situational as well. They're, that's a big thing with catchers, too. Seeing Narvaez go away at the deadline would, of course, be very unfortunate. But, I mean, he, to me, brings the most value if we're approaching this deadline. If you're going to have to give a guy to a team that will give them something in return, obviously that's how trades work. Right, so you're going to trade essentially a Narvaez for, uh, you know, an outfielder would be my guess. You know, he Probably. goes in a deal to get an outfielder coming back or if uh, you want to get another first baseman slash DH like people have been talking about then maybe he goes in that deal but again I don't see why the Nationals would care about getting a catcher at this point if you're trading Narvaez you're trading him to a contender that's needing to upgrade their catching position offensively exactly now here's one thing that I do not want to see in this second half and if it happens again I'm gonna quietly lose it I do not want Keston Hira going back again and leaving this team again. If you're going to bring him up, if he's going to be a part of your postseason plans and the plans for the second half, bring him up, keep him here, and don't send him back down for reasons unknown. Okay, I'll add to this. I I think he goes in whatever deal they make. I think he's gone. I I think he's done. I I, I don't... Well, there goes that project. I, I I really am of the belief at this point that there is no place for him. And clearly they have no faith in him. That's why you sent him down again. So if you don't believe he can play defensively at second base, and that is not an option, and first base isn't something you want to deal with either because he doesn't provide enough, uh, then I think he's going to get dealt. I think he's part of this deal. I mean, it, and again, there I promise you this. There are general managers and scouts and personnel directors around Major League Baseball that look at Keston Hero, what he does at AAA, and then look at what he does at the Major League level, and they go, dude, he is right there as far as busting out and being that offensive player that we all thought he would be coming out in that draft. He's right there. He's so close to busting out and then being that all-star type hitter that you want. Now, defensively, yes, that's a problem. But if you're training Keston here to the AL, then the DH fits perfectly, providing he figures out the hitting tool 
uh, and gets back to where he was coming out of college and the flashes that we saw uh, saw out of him in a Brewers uniform. I'm a huge Castanier fan. That was my guy. If if I had one guy that I was going to buy a jersey, if it would have been Castanier, I just think he's a cool dude. But at this point, being realistic, it looks like his time with Milwaukee is probably going to be up here. There is no room in the end unless they believe Keston Hira can be the second baseman after Colton Wong departs. You know, if if the plan is we're going to trade Colton Wong for an outfielder and Keston Hira is going to be our everyday second baseman, first things first, I'm going to feel sick to my stomach because I don't think I can handle watching him try to play second every day. I mean, you're just going to go in expecting an error to almost every game anytime Keston Hira is playing second base. So I, that, to me... um, doesn't make much sense. I don't think they're going to put him back out at second. I think they're just going to move on. So I think he goes in one of these package deals. You know, if they make one trade, he goes in that trade. If they make two, he goes in one of them. Uh, but I I will be surprised if Keston here is still with this team come August 3rd. I suppose so. Hey. I, I really will be surprised because I think now if you're looking for an infielder to bring up and it was brought up earlier, I think Bryce Terang is that guy now. Now if you're looking for that guy to come up um, and get some at-bats uh, and get his feet wet – Bryce Terang now makes the most sense to be that next call-up, not Kesson here. On to the next one, I suppose. Yeah, got to move on at some point. Hey, Because uh, um, it's not fair to Kesson here either. He's to be kind of going back and forth, back and forth. Um, and it's it's not fair to the organization who's been waiting for him for a while and he can't figure it out. Hey, real quick, Sparky. Uh, we do have some NFL news that I wanted to pass along breaking to news. you. Breaking news? Yes. All right. So let's do the breaking news liner then. Breaking news on the Big Show Network brought to you by the Beat the Streak podcast. Get an inside edge on how to win the $5.6 million prize every day this baseball season. Listen on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast at. What do you got? Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray has gotten his bag. Uh, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, was first on this saying that Murray and the Cardinals were close to an extension that would keep him with the team through 2028. Now all the insiders are starting to report the numbers of that extension. Uh, Cardinals, according to Schefter, Field Yates, Rappaport, and others, are giving Kyler Murray a five-year, $230.5 million deal, which includes per sources, $160 million in guaranteed money. This would give Murray the second highest paid quarterback average in the league at $46.1 million per year. I don't think he's worth it, but that's just me. I mean, I, I'm glad he got paid. Not saying, you know, he shouldn't get his money. He should definitely get his money. I just don't know if he's worth it. I mean, that that's a lot of cash. Um, and you're pretty much saying that he's one of the top, you know, two, three quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he is. I mean, if you if you sit back and go, who would you rather have other than Kyler Murray? I think you could probably name at least five guys in the league you'd rather have than Kyler Murray. At minimum. I would think. I think we had a conversation on this very show a few months ago concerning Murray and Jordan Love and who you would rather have as a next in command. So we go from that to suddenly he's the second highest average paid quarterback in the league. Pretty crazy. Yeah, Kyler Murray, you're going to get his. Again, he doesn't stink. I, I just don't know if he's he's as good as what they're paying him. Coming up next, Tim Allen from the G. Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show on 1250 AM. The fan in Milwaukee going 17 years strong after each and every Brewers game throughout uh, the season. We'll see where his optimism level is at for the second half of the Brewers season. That's next here on Wendy's Big Show. Wisconsin wide, the Big Show Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. EO Network. Freddie's Big Show served up hot and fresh live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University is now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer along with the franchise Tim Allen who joins us now. Host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show on 1250 AM. The Fan in Milwaukee for the last 17 years. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. Time to talk some Brewers baseball with Tim. We were asking this question prior to you coming on. Where is your optimism level at for the second hmm. half of the Brewers season? I'll buckle in for a bunch of fun down the stretch here. Are you kidding me? Not surprised. I mean, yeah. We're right, right in the middle of the heat of battle here. This is a, this is a baseball season that, uh, you know, it can take some twists and turns, and, and it has. And I don't believe they played their best baseball for any long stretches of time here. And that, to me, is why we should be optimistic about about this stretch drive. They're going to make some changes here. Um, you know, we, we're waiting on some information any time now. Could happen any day. Negotiations and the draft is now past us. And so... Well, now it's now it's time to we're going to see what these players are, and this this is the fascinating part for me. You know, people say, well, let's let's bring some bats in here, and let's get some relievers in here, and what are they going to do? Maybe they'll get a starting pitcher and all this. The the their success is going to be built upon what comes from within these players, and you know, there's four regulars in this lineup right now that are batting two in their two twenties. There's four of them. Adamus and Arias and Telez and Wong, all of them in the 220s. That, guys, that's got to come from within. There's no magic pixie dust, as Ned Yo says, and sprinkle a little dust on there, and they're all going to hit you know, 305 on the way out. That's got to come from within those guys. It's got to come from within a guy like Brandon Woodruff, and who's been doing better since coming off the IL. It's got to come from with him to have just just dominating starts like Burns. Eric Lauer, steady Freddie. He's been a little bump there in, in uh, June. But it has to come from within the collective group of these guys. And under Craig Council, I expect some of that. Now, how long? I don't know. 
That part of it, just don't know because some more twists and turns could come here in the second half. This is the thing. Um, I, I, I'm not convinced that one hitter, I mean, outside of Soto, they're not getting Soto. So outside of one hitter uh, is going to come into this lineup and fix it. I don't think they're Happened one. for Adamas last year, didn't it? Uh, yeah, but. When they... he came in, this team was, all of them across the board got better offensively. Sure, and then it, they lost in, against Atlanta in a series that everybody expected them to win at the end of the day. Look, I mean, I just – maybe you disagree with me, but you look at World Series teams, normally – and I'm sure there are exceptions to this rule – but normally there's going to be one or two hitters that the opposing pitcher kind of circles and fears in that lineup that they don't really want to have guys on base when they deal with these guys or they'll work around them to get to somebody else in the lineup – there is not a single person in this Brewers lineup right now, nor anybody that they will acquire outside of Soto, that will put the fear of God into any pitcher in Major League Baseball. That is a problem. Well, you hope that if they do bring in a bat, that he's that guy, and then it makes the guy before him and after him a little more feared. See, the problem is, is Yelich is getting paid a lot of money to be the guy. He's not. Then Willie Adamas got all of our hopes up, unnecessarily it appears, that he was going to be that guy that everybody was going to fear at some point this year and he was going to bounce back. It appears that they caught lightning in a bottle last year with Willie Adamas at this point. And then Rowdy Tellez, you know, came out of nowhere, like guns a-blazing in the first half of this year again. And now we've, result- we, you know, went back to Rowdy Tellez again. Again, what we're asking to happen in order for this team to go to a World Series, you're asking for, like you said, and it doesn't have to be the four guys you said, but like four guys have to have to have the complete opposite second half as to what they had in the first half and keep it going through the entire postseason. That is a big ask. Can they make the playoffs with, with what they have? Absolutely. They can win the division with what they have probably. But to go to a World Series with that, what they have, I just, I, I don't no, see that it. Part, that part of it, they've got to get hot. And that's, that's the thing. They didn't lose the World Series. They didn't lose their season in the first half here. And that's the, that's the key, key point here. If you, if you look at all, all the metrics, analytically, they're offensively, they're sort of middle of the pack, although the batting average is down to 24th in the league, which I have a, a big problem with. But... You know, outside of that, the runs scored are, are right there in the center of, of the league. And, you know, same with, same with some of their um, uh, pitching uh, metrics. That's a little bit higher. You know, I'm seeing some eighth in there in terms of ERA. But generally speaking, they're right in the middle. They, they've kept themselves middle of the fairway here for a stretch drive. That's to, that, to me, is, is, is just prevalent here. That they didn't lose it, and this this season could have spun out of control. Something fierce, it, it could have, and and it didn't. And so they're still in it. Are they, are they this uh, 2018 juggernaut? Are they this uh, Dodger Yankee, you know, stack lineup? Well, of course not. They're, they're just not. But that doesn't mean that they've lost the whole season. They they they're going to stretch drive this thing. Council, much the same as we we look at a a bad run or a bad trend of heading into all-star breaks under Craig Council. That's been horrendous. I mean, it's just been awful. Now, he will tell us that's fun with numbers. You know what he's going to say about that. Oh, you guys are just, you know, you guys are doing what's, what's your record on day games and night games, and you're just having fun with numbers. Well, no, okay. If, if that's a trend, 
Then is it still fun with numbers when you finish strong on your stretch drives for the most part with, with all of your baseball teams? Maybe not. I think there's something to that. What I are do. what I, I'd like to know those numbers. Maybe we can you can do that research on the postgame show one of these nights. I'd like to know what his what his stretch runs are in the last, I don't know, 10, 14 games last every year, year. Yeah, last year was bad because it was this whole yeah. debate rest uh, versus rust and yep. you know, trying to stay healthy in our job. I had a problem with that too. Just, you know, again, Craig Council's got to get better too. He's a good manager. He's gonna become a great manager, but he's gotta get a little bit better. But when he said our job right now is to stay healthy, well, that's always your job, isn't it? Just to stay healthy. That that should be across the board. That should be game one or 162. It, it wouldn't matter. But I think uh, players want to stay in a, in a rhythm. And last year may, may have been the the outlier here. But, man, he's he's gotten his teams just, what was it, a 32-5 and five stretch a few years ago? I mean, there were some just dominating August and September. So if that happens, then they roll into the postseason with, with, with a head of steam here. And I think they have, again, maybe it's just the fan in me a little bit. I'll, I'll admit, okay, I shouldn't say maybe. Some of this is the fan in me a little bit. But they are in position to get on a roll. They've got the, the resources to get on a roll down the stretch. And part of that is Craig Council at the helm. He knows when it's crunch time, it's go time now. Now, is he going to make some mistakes with the bullpen management, with a rotation that, you know, I don't understand any of that rotation heading into the All-Star break, but maybe it's going to make sense down the line. I think he's the guy that could take these resources that a guy like Adamas gets scorching hot into the playoffs. Um, Rowdy Telez gets on a home run binge. We actually see some drive power by Christian Yelich. All of those things could happen. It's not like that. It's not like they won't happen. No one can assure you of the fact that these things won't happen. I can assure you they will, but I think they're in a position for if it's hey, if if it's go time and they step up, who knows? You never know. Let me ask you this. Uh, are there regular day to day players, position players that you're willing to move to get better bats at different positions? So let me use a couple of examples. Number one. Colton Wong, who has been god-awful. You know, Urias goes to second, and now you're able to get a third baseman and a Mm -hmm. bat to come in here and help out. Narvaez is one that I've been hot to try about lately, and that helps you to get an outfielder or whatever you may be looking for in a bat. And let me point to what just happened. I brought this up before you came on. You know, Narvaez is here, fine, not necessarily playing a ton. Caratini seemingly gets more playing time than he does, I think. And then you have Severino, who if they didn't want, he wouldn't be on this roster. They would have just cut ties and moved on. He's not eligible for the postseason. Then out of nowhere, here comes Feliciano from the minors to come meet with Brewers Brass about catching and so forth. He could have done all of that in Nashville. There's no reason. The only reason I can come up with, and you even have that conversation, is, hey, man, look, if we're able to move Narvaez, or maybe you say one of the catchers, whatever, you may be in a situation where you're going to have to be our backup catcher in September and going into the playoffs, and you need to be ready to go. And we wanted to make sure you were aware of this, uh, you know, going into the All-Star break of what you need to work on so you're ready to go in September. I have a feeling that was the conversation because all this nonsense about, oh, better framing of pitches and so forth. Man, he's got coaches down there. If they're not doing their job, fire them and bring in somebody that will do their job. So I don't don't buy that. 
There's more to that story, I think, than what meets the eye. Well, and we have to remember that, as you said, Severino's not eligible for the postseason. That does leave them a catcher a limited, short yeah, if they trade Narvaez, if, right? If Omar's gone, I just don't see that happening. That is so risky. Now, now with Feliciano uh, coming up uh, on the taxi squad, I mean, you and I have had the conversations over the years, and I know I've been slammed a little bit on, on this philosophy. It's more than just baseball when you bring these guys up to the big leagues. It is. It's a comfort zone. Where do I show up to the ballpark? Where do I catch the bus? Where do I? Where's the John around here? If I got to go. Right. You know, all of those things play a part. And I think that played a part in Mario Feliciano being on that taxi squad to just kind of get that essence of baseball just in case. I don't believe it was a, a plan B, C, or D that if they trade Omar, I think it was a plan B, C, or D if Omar gets hurt. Right. Or if Caratini gets hurt. Or if there's multiples or someone else gets suspended. That's that's what I think it is. I would be shocked to move Omar, and you're sitting there with Caratini and Feliciano into the postseason. I I wouldn't say you're in huge trouble, but you're you're in a little bit of trouble. But Tim, how much is that second catcher going to play in the postseason? I mean, Caratini could legitimately start every game. Caratini could start every game at catcher, right? Caratini could start every game at, at at catcher, and then Feliciano comes in to pinch hit or whatever the case may be later in a game. Dude can hit. Yeah, I'll give you Feliciano's going to hit. Yeah, and so they're they're for the future. They're they're set. But that catching situation, it's you work with your strengths, and that is that starting rotation to keep you in every game. Yeah, that has to be with what's going on with the offense, guys. With what's going on in the back end of the bullpen, that you have to have what you do best and protect it, and that's the starting rotation. It's got to be the battery. What about uh, something that Doug Melvin always used to say? Uh, every time we would have Doug Melvin on, he'd be like, oh, well, let's see what we do in a couple of weeks leading up to the deadline. That'll determine kind of what I'm going to do. Do you think that plays right now with David Stearns and Matt Arnold? That if this team isn't playing well in the next uh, week and a half or so going into the deadline on August 2nd, uh, that may determine either him standing pat and sitting on his hands and not doing anything um, or maybe not being as aggressive as maybe he would be if this team gets hot. I kind of don't think so. I, I don't think they're going to put their whole season on, you know, a, a span of six or eight or ten games. I, I just I think they know what they've got. So whatever the philosophy is heading into the trade world is going to be based on what they've experienced already. So that being said, what is what is Stearns all about? He's not going to give up a ton and go all chips in if this isn't a player acquired that has team control moving forward. It's just not going to happen. He might acquire one of those guys, and Eduardo Escobar, knowing full well that he's not going to sign him after this, you know, next couple of months, but not he's not going to give a ton for it. And and so if it's a, like a Hunter Renfro, you acquire a bat like that. Just say it's it's a guy similar to him, a, a guy like that. Then and he's got some team control for a year or two. Yeah, he'll I think he'll give up some capital to do that. They know what they've got here. They. They've invested so much in this pitching staff philosophy, playing defense up the middle. That's a different conversation. That needs I don't to want to talk too. about. I don't want to talk about the draft. Please don't bring up the draft. I don't want to talk. And the about draft, the draft is all up the middle. I hate it. I hate everything having to do with this last draft. But again, hopefully the kids all work you, out and so forth. Do, do, I, hate I, it. I, I would remind you and everyone else go it. look at go look at the change from the scouting director and the scouting department before Todd Johnson got in control. 
I think you'll see a huge difference like I did. I just did it a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't know, but wow. there there is a huge bop in first baseman from Texas, Melendez, who I wanted going into this thing. And originally I said second round, you know, because, you know, he probably won't go in the first round. Then as the draft's happening that night, I'm going, he's never going to make it. They better go get him. And I knew they weren't going to because they don't do that. Instead, they take some short dude uh, that has marginal power that they hope works out. And Melendez hits 32 home runs at Texas last year as a first baseman. And you're telling me you don't need that? But instead, we're going to hope this under-six-foot dude ends up playing first base in five years? Well, no, they're saying they're they're, they're contact guys, bat-to-ball skills. And maybe they see the writing on the wall with contact guys and some shift rules changing. You got a little more holes out there. When do they get a first or a third baseman? Tell me. It might be. It might be today. It might be in three. You years. had one in Benellis, and you traded him. I mean, that yeah, guy local, can flat out hit too. from Oak Creek. That guy can flat out hit. He went in a trade already. They actually yeah. drafted one and then moved him right away. He's the franchise Tim Allen. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, catch Tim Allen after each and every one of these Brewer games the rest of the year. G. Wagner, Plumbing Baseball, post-game show on 1250 AM. The Fan in Milwaukee you can listen on your Odyssey app as well. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. Tim Allen, thank you so much. Yep. See everyone tomorrow night. There he is. Tim Allen, catch him after uh, Milwaukee in Colorado tomorrow night. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Get that strawberry frosty. Time's running out. Time to enjoy yourself is built in. You're welcome. They're so rich and creamy, a straw just won't cut it. And finishing one, oh, it's going to take you some time. Is it frosty time yet? And by that we mean, is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty? Kicking back and doing... Whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer. These strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Again, limited time only uh, at Wendy's. And, you know, as, as you do your job or you're sitting at home on the couch watching TV or whatever, a lot of people have that that uh, social media, that Twitter uh, pulled up. And I, I'm no different, right? I got the social media pulled up here while uh, doing the show. And now, because of social media, every time somebody tweets something, um, could be anything, people question it. Donovan Mitchell tweeted out, man, God is good with two hands praying. And immediately, everybody thinks this means that he's about to get moved here somewhere, uh, whether that be uh, to New York, Miami, wherever he may be headed. Everybody seems to think uh, that this is about to go down. Now, we'll see. He could very well have been talking about something in his personal life that has absolutely nothing to do with the game of basketball whatsoever. But now that is the world we live in with social media. Coming up in the next hour, Jake Kokorowski, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com. The Badgers uh, were let down. They were going after a four-star linebacker uh, and lost him. Uh, USC ended up getting him. So we'll talk to Jake Kokorowski about that. But coming up next, Leroy Butler uh, has an idea Uh, and wants to invest in a team from a league uh, that is not in the city of Milwaukee. I'll talk about whether or not that's a good idea or not next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 